Welcome to the Bible for Kids podcast with your hosts, best-selling children's author Amy Parker and author and co-creator of VeggieTales, Mike Naraki. If instilling biblical values in kids is important to you, this podcast will help give you the resources, wisdom, and hope to do just that. Now let's join our hosts, Amy and Mike, for this week's episode. Hi, this is Mike Naraki. And this is Amy Parker. Welcome to the Bible for Kids podcast. And today our guest is Art Rayner. Uh, and we're going to uh, begin speaking with Art in a, in a moment. But uh, we like to begin every episode with a Bible verse. And today's Bible verse comes from James 1.17, which reads, Every good action and every perfect gift is from God. Those good gifts come down from the creator of the sun, moon, and stars, who does not change like their shifting shadows. So, Amy, would you like to introduce our guest today? Sure. Today on the Bible for Kids podcast, we have Art Rayner. He has a master's and a doctorate of business administration, and he's written several books and lots of other articles and things about finance, wealth, and generosity. So, basically, he's a financial nerd. <laughs> is, that, I, is that correct to say, Art? I don't know. We don't want to, to, to that, put hey, you in a box there. That's absolutely right. No, no. I am, I'm absolutely a financial nerd, and, and thank you, uh, Amy and Mike, for, for having me on. Oh, yeah. We can't wait to dig in. I can always use uh, financial advice wherever I get it. <laughs> um, my husband is the financial nerd in our family, so I always can use this, a step up on that. But you've got a new series of books out, The Secret Slide Money Club from B&H Kids. Um, and so we're going to talk about those, but those will t- help turn your kids into financial nerds too, right? I hope so. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the intent. <laughs> Um, and so you're on the Bible for Kids podcast, obviously. So tell us what exactly does money have to do with the Bible? Oh, wow. Well, well, in Scripture, there are over 2,000 verses. 2,000? Over 2,000. Money, stewardship, uh, possessions. Uh, Jesus actually spoke on money more than any other topic while he was here on earth. So when you ask the question, what does the Bible have to say about money? It actually has a lot a to lot. say yeah. about, about money. And, and as you mentioned, I, I write, I talk um, a lot about God's design for money. So what does the Bible actually say about our money and how we should relate to it and how we should, how we should handle it? And since so this is a, a podcast about the Bible and, and kids, um, I think it's important to note that I have three kids of my own. So I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a, a three-year-old. So I'm a parent trying to teach my own kids about God's design for money, and it's amazing how quickly they can grasp the ideas that the the Bible teaches. And so that really is what uh, started my um, journey on these kids' books about money and finances. I had had my motivation running around my house playing football Mm -hmm. in my my backyard, and so it was a fun journey to, uh, to put these books together. That's awesome. And if we were to back up a little bit in your life, um, and obviously with your education and the articles you've written, the books, you've dedicated your life to this study. Is there a point in your childhood where you kind of uh, gravitated toward the whole topic of finances and money, or, or how, did, how did that get started for you? That's a great question. Uh, it was actually going into college and then even, even, of course, coming out of college. My goal was to be uh, a CFP. That stands for Certified Financial Planner. And I simply wanted to help people with their, with their finances. You mentioned that I'm a financial nerd, and this will show you how much of a nerd I am. When I was 16, I actually opened up my first IRA. 
<laughs> wow. Whoa. I started saving for retirement. Yes. Big nerd, right? <laughs> I started saving for retirement when I was 16. Wow. I through, want to see that my, number my right summer. there. Yeah, I want to see exactly. That number. <laughs> Let's talk about compound interest for a minute. <laughs> it, yeah, so I, I had a, a fascination with finances and how to manage it well. Over time, I began to understand that um, God wanted something more for us than just accumulating wealth and that he actually had a design for our money. And so as I started studying, not just about finances, but also about what the Bible said about finances, I began to realize that in our society, and even to a degree in our churches, we got money a little bit wrong, meaning that often we make the end financial health as opposed to making financial health a means Mm. to a much greater end, which is advancing God's kingdom. So when I talk about money and finances, I always say, the reason why I want you to pursue financial health, the reason why I want you to, to get out of debt is so that you can live and give generously, so that you can live with your hands open and saying, God, whatever you want me to do, I can do wherever you want me to go. I can go. Debt is not a, not a hindrance for, for me anymore. So I talk about financial health, not just so we can experience financial health and spend on whatever we want, but so that we can then live and give generously, which is what the Bible teaches us to, to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and I was just going to say, um, you know, like as a parent myself, I'm uh, the, about the extent of my financial training with kids as it comes to faith was, you know, handing them the five dollars, you know, to, to put, put in, in, the, the in the offering plate. plate. Yep. Say, here, here, get, get used to this giving. But there, I, I know for me, it's been. Uh, and I don't know if it's just the, the assumption that, okay, well, you're my child and I don't want you to have to worry about this. So there's a kind of a sheltering thing. Yeah. But I just, I don't recall as a parent really digging in with my kids about, okay, this is, you know, how you handle money. Of course, it's great to give money at church and it's always better to give than to receive. Uh, but um, yeah, I feel guilty as a parent with uh, having like a ill-trained consistent, money. Yeah. <laughs> a consistent program. I mean, yeah. the themes came up and we talked about them, but having yeah. this consistent program. And that's what struck me too, when you were talking, I feel like you're reading my questions, Art. Um, but when you were, <laughs> um, when I was reading the books, uh, you know, reading about the books that you've written for adults, um, the money challenge and the marriage challenge. So you upfront admit that this financial training thing is a challenge, but also I loved that what you just dove into, that you talk about God's design for your money. And so I feel like as, like you said, as a world, as parents, even as Christians, maybe specifically that we really need to take a step back and sort of flip-flop the way we approach money. So I, I love that you're doing that proactively through these books. Well, and it's, as I mentioned, it was, it was a fun journey with the, the Secret Side Money Club series. The target audience was literally um, running around me as I was typing. And so not only was I writing, of course, for my own kids, but for other parents and their their children, because I knew that money is often a difficult conversation to even get started on. And my hope with these books is that not only will it teach kids how to give generously, how to save wisely, how to live appropriately, how to experience God's design for their for the money, but it also will help the money conversation in the household to get started. And so it, these books, they are they're fun. They're, they're crazy. They're books that the kids will actually enjoy. You know, you talk about money books, 
And, and I understand the immediate turnoff that, that happens when somebody says, we read a book on our finances. Yes. Again, I know that I'm the nerd. <laughs> I actually read a book on money from cover to cover. Most don't make it past maybe chapter two. And I, and I get <laughs> that. That would be me. <laughs> and so these books, when you're thinking about kids, were crafted with them in mind um, about how do you get your child to enjoy a book that actually teaches them about finances. And, um, and so these books... Once again, they're they're fun, they're crazy. It's a great adventure that you follow your, the three main characters on, and so that's part of the major motivation behind writing these books. And um, in the Secret Side Money Club, there's uh, you kind of touch on three foundational principles of financial health. It you know feels pretty catchy in terms sticky in terms of you know uh, helping kids to remember. Can you can you tell us what those are? Well, as you look at scripture, um, you see a pattern that develops. Um, with how we're to, to manage our finances. Giving is our priority. The Bible makes that, that clear, that we're to first give. After that, the Bible teaches that, that we are to save wisely, that we're actually to prepare for the future. And then after that, you have live appropriately. So making wise financial decisions in, in your spending. And so the three books follow that pattern, give, save, live. The first book is going to talk about um, these three main characters and and their discovery of this idea of giving generously and how important it it is. The second book is going to talk about saving wisely and the importance of saving money for future purchases. And then the third book is going to talk about making wise purchase decisions, how to live appropriately, how to spend appropriately. And so it follows that pattern that you find in the Bible. That's also, you'd mentioned the, the Money Challenge, which is a, a book for adults, the Marriage Challenge, another book for adults. That pattern's found in there as well. And so if parents are reading the Money Challenge or the Marriage Challenge, um, they're going to find a lot of similarities that they can then discuss with their kids as they read the Secret Side Money Club series. So they could walk through those together. And just looking at those three things, the give, save, live, I'm thinking I do that completely backwards. I live, save, and then give. <laughs> you know, and that's but, most of us. Yeah. Right? That's absolutely right. That's most of us. Most of us spend first, and then we realize we probably need to save some money for retirement, and then we look at our checking account and we say, okay, well, what's left? How, <laughs> right. much, how much can I give now? And so the Bible teaches us something completely different. Right. Giving is to be the first. Right off the top. To give yes. our first and our best yeah. and save and then, then live. And so this secret slide money club, who is in this club and, and how do you join? <laughs> and tell us about this slide. What <laughs> yeah, is this slide? what is this slide we keep hearing about? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I want to say secret side, but slide. Yes, yeah, slide. yeah. <laughs> secret slide money club. Yeah. The three main characters are Jake, Sophia, and Brody, and each of the characters have their own personalities. Uh, Jake is very competitive. Uh, so he's more sports-oriented. He's very adventurous. Sophia is the, uh, is the well, they're all kind of intelligent, but she's the really intelligent one. She's the one who makes A's on all of her papers. Uh, she excels in her class. She takes really good notes. Um, she's a little bit more risk-adverse, though. Um, which allows for some funny moments in the book, as does Jake, who is incredibly risk-oriented. And then you, you have Brody, who's just a goofball, and um, he's often late. He uh, always seems to be getting into trouble, but in a fun twist, with, and I don't want to completely give away the books, but Brody's weakness always ends up being a strength in the end of each of these books. So you have Jake, 
Brody, Sophia, and they go down this slide that is on a playground near there in, in, in their neighborhood, and suddenly they're transformed into these secret agents that are tasked with preventing their friends from making bad money decisions. Because here's what happens if they make bad money decisions. They become what are called Albies. And Albies are under the control of an evil villain named Albatross. And they have to do whatever Albatross tells them Hmm. to do. Like having an albatross around your, uh, (laughs) like an albatross around your neck, kind of that financial sort of meme. (laughs) You you got it. You got it. It's a burden of bad financial decisions. Yeah. And so albatross tells the albies what to do. And basically they're trying to make everybody else make bad money decisions as well and to to transfer them into albies. So their mission is to constantly prevent and then even transfer some albies into people who follow the master's money plan, which is give, save live and i'm just telling you it's it's a lot of fun it's goofy and your kids will absolutely love it well that that's awesome well this might be a good uh point to take a little bit of a pause and uh we're going to be right back with art rayner uh and his new book series um we'll be right back on the bible for kids podcast as you turn the pages of ellie holcomb's best-selling book who sang the first song you and your young reader will discover the sweet songs creation sings and the God who created it. Ellie says it best. When God made the earth, he decided to sing, and he wrote his song into everything. God's song says you're good and you're wonderfully made, and I'll never stop loving you all of your days. It's available wherever books are sold. And remember to pick up the new The Promises of God Storybook Bible, the story of God's unstoppable love. This storybook Bible tells stories in an age-appropriate way, revealing the thread of God's promises through timeless New and Old Testament stories. Thought-provoking questions after each story help young readers fall in love with God's Word and build a theological foundation that will last a lifetime. Also available wherever books are sold. Epic, the graphic novel-style Bible storybook, works great with epic devotions. 52 weeks in the story that changed the world. Each insightful devotion explores biblical events in a way that is relevant and exciting. And you'll enjoy B&H Kids Books' special feature, Parent Connection, an easy tool to help you engage in meaningful discussion with your family. Available anywhere books are sold. I'm excited to let you know that now your kids can grow up with all the classic VeggieTales episodes that you did. Let me tell you about Minnow. Minnow is an ad-free streaming video app designed just for kids with 30 episodes of classic VeggieTales plus thousands of other shows that teach your kids about Jesus. You'll feel safe letting your kids choose any show that they want to watch on Minnow. You won't have to worry about what might pop up and there aren't any commercials. Visit GoMinnow.com. That's G-O-M-I-N-N-O.com. Use coupon code BIBLEFORKIDS to begin your seven-day free trial. And start streaming anytime, anywhere on your phone, tablet, TV, or computer. You can even download your favorite shows to go and stream on multiple devices at once. With Minnow, kids discover God in stories they love, and parents find expert help and everyday encouragement as they lead their family in faith. Minnow helps you to have conversations that really matter with your kids so you can experience the goodness of God together. Minnow, stories kids love, values parents trust. Use the coupon code BIBLEFORKIDS to start your free trial today at GoMinnow, that's G-O-M-I-N-N-O, 
And we are back with Art Rayner, and we are talking about the Secret Slide Money Club. Yes, and Art, there I understand there are three books out now that uh, all three released in July. Is that correct? That's right. The first three came out. You have the, the first one, which is titled The Great Lemonade Stand Standoff. The second book is titled The Mad Cash Dash. And then the third book is Trouble at the Toy Store. And so you, you mentioned this briefly earlier, but talk a little more about what our kids are going to learn from each of those. So in the first one, you start with Give. That's right. The, the Great Lemonade Stand Standoff is about giving generously. So the agents and uh, their friends are learning about the importance of making giving your the first thing that you do with your with your finances. Throughout the series, they receive these capsules, which are really jars, but we'll call them capsules because that sounds a lot cooler. They're capsules where they put their give, save, and live money, which, by the way, you can translate that really easily to um, what you do in your own home by having these give, save, live jars. But they are raising money for a school project. And so um, they're trying to raise enough money to accomplish that project. And in the midst of it, the Albies come in and try to disrupt everything. They try to destroy their ability to give. And so what eventually ensues, because the, uh, the agents are doing a lemonade stand with their friends, they have this great lemonade stand standoff where lemons are flying, <laughs> water guns are, are, are squirting. Um, it's as crazy as it sounds, and it's as fun as it sounds. But in the end, they learn the importance of giving, and they take their next step in the in the journey of Give, Save, Live. That's awesome. And it's got to be fun for you as a dad of uh, early readers, basically, right now. You, you mentioned that your kids are kind of in that chapter book stage right now. They are. So yeah. this series is geared toward ages six through nine. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if your kids are younger, um, you can read the books to them, and they will absolutely love those um just the, just the same yeah funny story when i first wrote the first chapter of the great lemonade stand standoff so the first chapter of the first book mm-hmm. i allowed my son to read it my oldest son nathaniel to to read the book mm-hmm. and i solicited his his feedback yeah so he read it he actually made a few edits <laughs> i got i got some notes said, dad <laughs> I'm not joking. He did. <laughs> That's um, awesome. He came back to me and he said, I don't like it. Mm. And I said, you don't like it? He said, no. He said, it's boring. Uh-huh. I, I said, I didn't, didn't really enjoy it. So oh, no. we have what's called the lost chapter of the Great Lemonade Stand standoff, the, the chapter that will never be read by, uh, by anybody <laughs> else because it stinks. <laughs> so we scrapped that chapter yep. and started over. Yeah. And once again, try to craft a book that I thought not just my, that my children would, would enjoy, but other kids as, as, as well. Yeah. And that's when it started to get a little bit goofier, a little bit more crazy, yep. but very intentional about teaching kids about God's design for money. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I think I've learned as a, a storyteller and a writer that 
the first draft always stinks. You should just yes. kind of go into that without expectation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so right. it's very rarely the best when it comes right out of the box. But that's so cool, just you know, being able to you know have your kids there as that sounding board. You know, I know that's certainly true. You know, I would do that. You know, with my own kids for songs like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And you they know? will tell you the oh, truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't got a dog in that hunt. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. They yes, they have no no problem saying the truth, and they actually picked out the illustrator as well. So the illustrations that oh, you see in the, in the book, uh-huh. they picked out the, the illustrator that they, whose work they liked the most. Yep. And we went with it. And so um, their, their fingerprints are all over the development of the Secret Side Money Club series. And that gives them something that, you know, they can be proud of too. Like they really can feel ownership in these books, which is really cool. And so as a yeah, father... Yeah. And how beyond the books as a father, how have you applied these principles in your own home? Did you learn from them first and then and then write books about it or was it vice versa or a little bit of both? And I know you have a did you say a three year old? So we're still learning. Right. But yeah, the three year old has yet to set up his IRA. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, get on the ball. Um, He'll he'll get that started. I am way Um, behind here. (laughs) So we have been teaching our kids God's design for for money. But what the books allowed us to do was to illustrate, of course, in a in a fun way. Um, I mentioned the Give, Save, Live jars or the Give, Save, Live capsules that are um, throughout the, the, the Secret, Mind, Secret Slide Money Club series. We actually have Give, Save, Live jars. Of course, our kids call them capsules because that's what they're, they're titled in the book. But you have just it's just pretty much a plastic jar with give on it, plastic jar save on it, plastic jar with live on it. And our two oldest boys both have those. And so when they work, uh, when they do their chores, they earn money. And we teach them to put a little bit in the give first, a little bit of the save, and a little bit in the, in the, in the live. And what they will do every time they attend, uh, go to church They'll take their live jar. My little son actually takes the, the jar with them and awesome. brings it to church. Uh-huh. My oldest just, of course, takes the money out and then and then, then brings it to brings it to church. But um, they they know the pattern well. They know that they're supposed to give first, then save, and then the rest they can they can spend. Mm-hmm. And now, many parents often ask, "Well, how do you teach your kid how to how to save? How do you actually actually do that?" Mm-hmm. What you don't want to do is you don't want to set an, pretty much an unattainable, undesirable goal for that save mm-hmm. jar. You want to find something that is both desirable and attainable. For, <laughs> it's for not them. going to be for so that first for, sports car when they turn 16. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, you're not thinking about when they turn 16. You're not uh, thinking about uh, their 529 plan uh, they're saving for, for, for college. Right. You're thinking about the end of the week. They can, <laughs> right. end, end of the yeah, end of the end of the week, end of the the month, maybe even end of the next three months. We often um, would do maybe like a video game that, of course, age appropriate, and um, and they set a goal to save for for, for that. Um, and so we make sure that it's a desirable. So we talk to them, what do you want to save for? Mm-hmm. Um, and attainable, but it does take a little bit of time to get there. They can't they can't purchase it right away. They don't have the money to do that. So they start developing the understanding that you know you need to save, and mm-hmm. it's not, it takes a little while. And so there's patience involved. There's discipline that that's involved. Yeah. And then in the live jar, we will allow them to pretty much use that money for whatever they want. And so recently, 
I took my children to uh, to a store, and we before we went into the store, I had a conversation with them. I said, "All right, you have your money in your live capsule. Um, what are we here to buy?" And we talk about what we're supposed to do, what the spending plan is. And I said, "All right, so don't get distracted with everything else that's in the store. Um, let's just make it there, make it to the to the toy aisle." Mm-hmm. Pick out the toy, and then and then let's go. Of course, they this sounds this little, sounds like distracted. a this this sounds like the conversation my wife and I have whenever we go <laughs> into a store. Don't get distracted with these other things. We're here to get this. Remember this. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a similar conversation, and it's a way to and avoid then, so we, uh, spending too much time shopping too, which I love. No yes, question about uh, it. No even question. my fifteen-year-old son will go into the grocery store, and I'll veer off, and he'll like, "Mom, is that on the list?" Like, oh my goodness, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's it's funny. They actually enjoy the process when you talk about it with them. They you help them understand what what what's happening. So they're going in their money. They're picking out what they wanted to, to purchase. We talk about how much they have. Can they actually afford it? Then we go and we'll go to the checkout counter and I let them actually check out on their own separately. So my oh, cool. we're talking about my two older boys. Mm-hmm. So they will hand the uh, the the cash uh, the the clerk. The, the money and get the get the change back, get the receipt, and go through that entire process so they can understand um, what what it means to exchange money, what it means to purchase something. You're giving them your money, they're giving you the toy, and then hopefully a little bit of little bit of change because you can um, you have a little bit more than what's uh, what's needed to purchase the toy. Yeah. And then we go back home and we pull out the receipt. And what I what I call the receipt is your purchase story. Mm. And we'll sit down and we'll say, all right, let's, let's go through your purchase story. And I said, okay, here's the store that we went. It's right up at the top. Here's the time that you made this purchase. See, it's right here. It's the exact time you made this, this, this purchase. Here's how much your toy cost. And here's also how much tax is. Mm-hmm. And they're always like, oh, man, I don't like tax. <laughs> like, well, welcome to the club. And <laughs> to Caesar, so what is Caesar's? <laughs> that's right. It's Show Bible that. verse for the day. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's how much money you gave them. Here's how much money they gave back. And so they start to understand what it means to, to make a purchase and how to spend wisely. And uh, my, my, it, it's, maybe we're just a weird family, uh, but my boys actually get excited about the, the purchase story, which is, of course, once again, it's just a receipt. But I make a big deal out of it. We talk about it and uh, talk about what happened uh, when they when they made the purchase. So we leverage that to teach them how to spend wisely. That's so that's so cool. And, you know, kind of go, you know, it, 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 thinking about taking my own kids shopping. You know, it's just this magical number that comes from mom and dad. You, you know, you see something you want and it's like, oh, well, mom and dad can get this for me. But to kind of put right. that ownership in, in their hands is great. Oh, right. Or as my older son, when he was little, um, when everything was purchased by check and not necessarily check card, but he would say, well, mom, you've got the money to do that. You've still got checks left. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that is not <laughs> yeah, how that yeah, yeah. works. <laughs> uh, so, so you've got, obviously you've got a big background in, in finances. Um, and when you, have you learned anything specifically from being a, a parent about, about finances? Um, you know, when, when your first little ones came along, uh, did you have any new insight into, uh, in, in, into the topic uh, as, as a parent? Yeah. Uh, hand-me-downs are incredible. 
when we had our had our first son, of course, you get a lot of gifts um, for for newborns, mm-hmm. which in and of itself is kind of funny because they don't say the newborn for, for very long. So you have all these newborn clothes, and um, then you don't once you hit year one, you're pretty much out of clothes. You're, you're trying to buy clothes, um, but um, we're fortunate um, in that. We, we do, we are able to use a lot of the same clothes, um, use a lot of the same toys because we have, um, uh, you know, three boys. And so they're, um, they're, they're they go through, and I feel bad for my, my youngest. So not only is not starting an IRA, but he has double hand-me-downs now. Uh, <laughs> there are no the knees. In, the youngest. Yeah, yeah, there are no knees Four in kids. any of his pants. <laughs> Four kids. So, yeah, so we, we take advantage of, of that. Um, and try to um, leverage what we already have as much as much as possible. Um, from a learning standpoint, you know, kids are they, they can be expensive. Um, there's definitely a, a cost involved um, with raising children, but man, it's worth it. Um, it, yeah. it is absolutely worth it. You know, sometimes you'll you'll see reports about how much it costs to to raise a kid over. 18 plus years. I would, I would say, say double yeah, that. Would that over <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and I, I, you know, I would just, I would do it over and over and over again um, because our children are such a blessing. And so there's certainly costs involved, but um, it's, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. And I think that it, on that note, that's a great place for us to take a break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some challenges and successes that you've had in finances. But we will be right back with Art Rayner on the Bible for Kids podcast. Christmas is a chaotic time of year with so much focus on material gifts and the anticipation of a certain jolly visitor. The Way to the Manger, a family Advent devotional written by Jeff and Abby Land, longtime children's ministry leaders and authors. It's the perfect way to refocus on Christ and the true meaning of Christmas. So count down the days of Christmas with these 25 Advent devotions. This one is sure to become a keepsake that is revisited year after year. Available anywhere books are sold. Looking for a fun way to relive the Christmas story? The Silent Noisy Night by best-selling children's author Jill Roman Lord creatively explores the probably very noisy night when Jesus was born. Focusing on the animals and people who celebrated the birth of Jesus in their own special ways gives a new perspective to the Christmas story. How could it possibly have been a silent night if Jesus was born in a manger, with cows and sheep and donkeys and probably chickens and mice and birds all celebrating his birth? Could these creatures really keep quiet? This B&H Kids book also includes Parent Connection, an easy tool to help you discuss this endearing book with your little ones. Available where books are sold. Okay, favorite listeners, we are always giving something away. Free books, yay! So to win, check out our instructions on Instagram and Facebook at The Bible for Kids. And just look for The Bible for Kids podcast at Google or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to The Bible for Kids podcast. We're speaking with Art Rayner here uh, in the studio. And we talked about how expensive those little kids can get (laughs) over the course of a lifetime, especially. Um, And to that end... What's the biggest challenge you think your kids or your family has faced in learning to manage finances? Well, it's, it's, there's always a temptation to use your money for something, not only that you don't need, but something that interferes with your, with your generosity. And so 
the Bible, of course, teaches that giving is to be your priority, to give um, proportionally, sacrificially, cheerfully. And um, there's always going to be the temptation, though, to want to do something else with your, with, with your finances. And even as you go about paying off, let's say, debt, or even paying off your, your mortgage, if you get to that, that, that point, there's going to be the temptation to use that money for something else on, on yourself as opposed to using it to, to advance God's kingdom. And, and so we face that tension um, on, on a regular basis. Um, we have to remain disciplined to give generously and to make generosity the priority in our, in our, in our lives and in, in our finances. And so from a, from a challenge standpoint, we just acknowledge that that's, it's not easy to do. It's not always easy to just give gentle because there's always going to be a tension that you're going to want to do something else with that money. You're watching your, your friends on Facebook or Instagram, and you're looking at the lives that they're portraying, and I use that word portraying intentionally. Mm-hmm, yes. And you're like, man, I, 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 I think that I want to, to do that. I think that I should, should buy that. If they can do that, why can't I? Right. Of course, first of all, we, you know, if you look at financial statistics, that more than likely— um, that's the on a credit card. That you're desiring, <laughs> exactly. It's profit mm-hmm. by debt. Yeah. Um, that they can't afford it. Yeah. Um, but secondly, as believers, our lives should look different. I mean, when you look at Leviticus and what in the instruction that God gave the Israelites, just in how they gleaned their, their fields, He mm-hmm. told them to always leave margin around the field so that those who are in need around you can have, can have some. Right. And then in addition to, to that, not only do you leave margin, but then you take what you have gleaned and you give a portion of it to to God. So always imagine the uh, the, the neighbors, you know, neighbors looking at the Israelites and thinking, well, what are they doing? You know, they're leaving margin on the on their fields and they're not taking it all up. And then when they do take it up, they give some give some away. They could have so much more. Their life should look could look so much differently. And that's the point. Our lives should look different. Right. When people look at us. And I had I don't make the same amount of money that we have. They they should see that we are using our resources in a different way. Yeah, and I hadn't really thought about it that way because I'm obviously not a financial nerd, but but we can, <laughs> you know, just our use of money and it sounds really simple now coming out of my mouth, but when you were talking it seemed a little, you know, a a bit of a an epiphany that our the way we use our money is a witness just as much as anything else that we do. Absolutely, it is. When, when people look at our lives as believers, they should see something different. If you make the exact same money that somebody else makes who does not believe in, in Christ, um, there should be a difference because you're giving a significant portion of it away. You're not using it all for yourself. You know that God has given you these resources to advance His kingdom, and you're using it to that end. That's that's awesome. And so you, you talked about, um, you know, that is a challenge. Um, can you think of um, a, a big success you've had as a family where finances are concerned uh, in some of these principles? Well, so we have been able to follow these, these principles. So that in and of, it, in of itself is a success. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't just write about them, but we actually do it. And um, I would say the even bigger success is that I'm watching my children start to follow this this pattern, hopefully in part because they see it with, yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. And when we when we give, of course, 
historically, when you gave to the church, your mm-hmm. kids would see it because they'd watch physical dollars or a check be placed in an offering plate. Right. Nowadays, that just doesn't happen anymore because you're giving online. So we'll talk to our kids about it when we give. We'll say, you know, we're giving to our church right now, even though it's on the phone. Uh, we're actually giving. Um, so we've been able to see them latch on to this to this pattern of give generously, save wisely, and and live appropriately. And that's been exciting to me. And not not that we're the perfect parents by any stretch of imagination. I'll say that it's just more of God's uh, God's grace and mercy on our lives as as parents. Um, but it's been fun to to see them take those steps in there and just even how they manage money. Yes. When I pull out my phone in church to give, my kid gives me the eye because he thinks I'm, I don't know, tweeting or something. (laughs) And I'm like, no, no, look, 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 I am, I'm giving the offering on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and I think through these books, like, um, it's one way to start these conversations and just like the trip to the store, um, just being so intentional. You've given me so many good ideas about being intentional um, and even sharing these books with kids so that to start these conversations about generosity, about financial wisdom, about God's design for money in their lives. Are there any other practical tips on how to start these conversations? We have parents and teachers and leaders, we hope, who are listening in. What tips would you give them just to get the conversation started? Well, first of all, money is often a, a taboo topic in, in a house. You don't, um, it's rarely discussed. So if you're a mom or dad, you know, having started this conversation, you're not alone. There's many people that have right. yet to start this conversation with their with, with their parents. Here's just an easy way to, to get the conversation going. Take some currency, so some, some physical cash, and, and put it out on, on the table. And then have it, bring your children over and just Start asking them questions about the money. How much is this worth? How many nickels are in a dollar? And start and start going through um, that, just asking basic questions about money. And then you can say something like, "Hey, I want to teach you more about about finances and money, so that you know how to how to handle it well. That there's actually a way that you're supposed to to handle this this money, and that can provide a an open door." To then start talking about God's design for their for their finances, of course you can you can use the Secret Side Money Club series. Um, I promise you, if your kids go through these books, they will know the pattern: give, save, lift. Um, I've already heard plenty of really good stories um, from parents of young readers that have, of course, they've gone through the book and that it just sticks. They know they're supposed to give first, yeah, yeah. then save, and then live on on what they so. Use the uh, use the book, and we mentioned the money challenge. Go through that if you with your with your spouse or if you're, you're single. Um, go through that book because not only are the principles there, and you're able to have a good conversation with your children about it. There's actually some overlapping characters that are found in the in the book because there's a fictional there's a part of the book that's fictional in the money challenge, and once again, there's some overlapping characters that are going to be fun to fun to talk about. That's awesome. Art, thank you so much. We've been speaking with Art Rayner, uh, author of The Secret Slide Money Club. Uh, the first three books are now available. Uh, uh, and where, where, where can people find those books? They, they can find them wherever, wherever books are, are sold, lifeway.com, Amazon, Amazon.com. Um, so they're 
wherever books are sold, you can find the Secret Side Money Club series. That's awesome. Well, Art, again, thank you so much. Really appreciate you uh, coming on the show, and uh, uh, God bless. It's so good to speak with you. Thanks so much. Likewise. Thank you. And thank thank you for joining us on the Bible for Kids podcast. Uh, And uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook or on our Instagram feed, um, The Bible for Kids, and uh, also look for uh, uh, giveaways of, of stuff we have got going on. Thanks for listening to the Bible for Kids podcast with Amy Parker and Mike Naraki. Be sure to connect with the Bible for Kids on Instagram and Facebook and at thebibleforkids.com. The Bible for Kids podcast is part of the Way Nation podcast network. Find more podcasts at waynation.com.